Okay, motherfucker! What are you looking at, sir? I'm looking at you, miss. not the Zodiac. And if I was, I certainly wouldn't tell you. Hello, and welcome to the Imprint Companion, the companion podcast to the boutique Blu-ray label imprint films here in australia they're a wonderful label they make dvds they make blu-rays i really appreciate what they do and my name is alexi toliopoulos and as always on the podcast with me spinning those discs is my dear old brother in dvd arms mr blake howard hello lex that they do make dvds and we they appreciate do. them. We love them. We love the disc. We really appreciate the disc. We're talking about a couple of fantastic flicks in this podcast. Yes. One huge release and one, I think that's a little bit under the radar. Big under the radar. And you, like, had we not been messaging as we do mm-hmm. extremely late at night, often, yes. <laughs> um, and you're like, brother, Night of the Eagle? Wow. Wow. And I was like... Son of a bitch. I need to sleep. I need mm-hmm. to sleep. I did not. I was not expecting this, but I'm so excited that you saw it and I can't wait for us to talk about it. We're talking about two films. As we said, Night of the Eagle. And Sam Peckinpah's new 4K edition of Cross of Iron. Wow. A big old box. Yes. It's a big, big box. Uh, should we start with Night of the Eagle and then save the big release till the end? Yeah, let's do that because I'm excited for you to talk about it. A nighttime of terror when a man's beliefs were shattered for all time. Don't answer me. Hello. Hang up, Norman! Are you superstitious? Just a little, perhaps? Are you a believer? Or do you scoff at black magic? Then don't. For you cannot know what happens to those who have entered the mystic half-world. The smothering depth of despair. The breath-snatching heights of emotion. The terror that invades the very fibre of a human being when he or she holds hands with Satan. Norman, no, 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 not your picture. Tender. No! This is the professor who did not believe. So, Night of the Eagle is a 1962 horror film. It's an English horror film. I wasn't really familiar with many of the people involved in it, except as a screenplay by Charles Beaumont and Richard Matheson, who's like a big speculative mm. uh, story writer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, lots of classics. Can't remember off the top of my head. Look them up. You're like, holy shit, that guy? <laughs> Like, yes, it is that Richard Matheson. That um, Richard Matheson. That guy, Richard Matheson. Uh, and the director is someone I'm not familiar with either, Sidney Hayes. But what got me to watch this one, it is in a very specific subgenre of like horror films that I really love, mm. which is it's a witch movie. Witch movie. It's a witch movie. Because it's got an odd title, Night of the Eagle. You watch it go, for the first like 
one hour. No, like, this is not practical magic. Go, this why, is not the craft. Why have we got an eagle title? There's no eagle in this movie. It doesn't make sense, especially because this version uh, is, uh, I think it's an American release. Yeah. They went by a much better title, oh, Burn what? Witch Burn. Burn Witch Burn. You know I would have watched this movie if it was called Burn called Witch Burn. Called Burn Witch Burn. I'm going to flip it out there flip for you, Matt. Flip that to the other title Holy on this shit. case. Look at so that. So Burn Witch Burn. You could be watching this at home. This is going straight on the socials. Watch how sexy that is. Burn Witch Burn. Burn Witch Burn, uh, which is a better title for this movie because it just tells you what is going on. Basically, there's like a university professor who like uh, works in like kind of like in a skeptic space. Yes. And he's talking like there's all these things. He goes home. He discovers that his wife has actually been doing some kind of black magic stuff. And a lot of the success that they've had in their life is be- perhaps because she does some black magic stuff. Uh, and he's it, basically like a journey from there that's, I don't want to spoil too much because I found it to be such an enjoyable experience, this movie. Love that. And it has a finale that made me fall absolutely in love with this movie. And that is where the title, Night of the Eagle, comes in. I don't want to... Uh, it's a beautiful practical effect. It sings so beautifully when you get there. It's so much fun. And witch movies are rare. They're very rare. I texted one of my best friends, Kate Jinx. who's a big witch movie nut. She'd never heard of this movie. Ooh. So I could provide a wonderful gift of recommendation. <laughs> uh, and I would also say this American version that's on this disc, I really loved it. Begins with... Uh, Probably two or three minutes of total black screen, voiceover coming out over the top, uh, basically guaranteeing your safety as an audience member. And they're putting an incantation around you that none of the black magic from the film will encroach you into your own Love life. Love that. So it's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, they don't do that kind of stuff anymore. That's so good. Really, really cool. Love this movie. Some great special features on here as well. A video essay. There are multiple video essays, in fact. There is interviews. There is an audio commentary by screenwriter Richard Matheson, in fact. So, Yeah. Night of the Eagle, Burn Witch Burn. Huge recommendation from me. Loved this. Uh, God, I wish I saw on Halloween. I was oh, too late, mate. Oh, my God. Way too late. Look, that sounds like an amazing recommendation. I can't wait to watch it. Also, our mutual witchy friend, Maria Lewis. Mm-hmm. Not sure she's ever heard of Night Don't of the Eagle. Don't think so. Uh, shotgun texting her about oh, it. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, um, let's move on to this big release. It's a Sam Peckinpah 4K of his World War II classic, Cross of no other iron compares to the mammoth struggle between Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia. From this savage era comes a story so big that only the epic camera of Sam Peckinpah could do justice to its theme. As the once invincible German army was hammered back in the year after Stalingrad. Survival came to depend on two kinds of soldier. Leaders of men, such as Steiner, and seekers of glory, such as Stransky. Why did you ask to be relieved from uh, duty in France? I want to get the Iron Cross. Steiner is a myth, but men like him are our last hope. 
I firmly don't believe that the ideals of the German soldier, even the German soldier, no longer has any ideals. He's fighting for his life. If they're the last of us, Skansi and Steiner, then God help us. There are orders that no Russian prisoners are to be taken. Get rid of him. Since All Quiet on the Western Front has any film probed the realities of war so deeply. Whatever Sam Peckinpah does generates an excitement of its own. The need to find love. Go back. And the inner conflict to face death instead. Now, Sam Peckinpah achieves a new high with Cross of Iron. Why do you want it so badly? As he looks beyond the mere winning of medals to the meaning of courage itself. It's just a piece of worthless metal. It's not worthless to me. You're not dealing with just another Nazi party type. It's a three-disc set. And I think one thing that's interesting about this is there was a previous release of Cross of Iron on 4K that came out only a couple of months before this version. Yes. It was released by Studio Canal. Uh, so if you like this movie, maybe you bought that or maybe you're interested in that. The All of the content from that is on here, but there's so much more beyond that theatrical version of the film in this beautiful 4K restoration. It looks absolutely stunning. It also has a whole new disc with the grindhouse cut of the movie, yes. which is what I'm like, okay, that's next up for me. I've got to dive into that. <laughs> I haven't done the, that, but this is what I would say about Imprint and the Peck and Park collection. Mm. The entire thing has been so gracefully and dutifully restored mm. by Mike Siegel, who is a not a, the Peck and Park scholar and is... Passion and Poetry is this ongoing Peckinpah documentary series mm. which appears on everything. All these segments have been coming out. The Alfredo Garcia box set, which we've yeah. covered on Imprint, where I did that, that movie. Did that with the great Travis Woods, um, who's uh, such a huge fan of that movie and did a beautiful video essay on there. But this has an un it's unbelievably stacked to be holding now. If you're checking it out, if you're checking us out on the socials or you're checking out the video podcast, you can see me holding up both the 4K, and I'm loving that they're sneaking some 4Ks into these yeah, sets. Oh me my too. goodness, so much good stuff! But it has new commentaries by Mike Siegel, it's got audio commentaries by Stephen Prince, who was on the other collections, yeah. it's got so many interviews with all these different folks. And if you've never heard of it, it's um. It stars James Coburn. He's the main guy. Mm. And basically, Rolf Steiner, he's a German corporal and he's the recipient of the Iron Cross and he's grown disenchanted with the war machine. Mm. And he's starting to see that people are sort of greedily promoting themselves as is to climb up in mm. Hitler's Third Reich. And the movie is kind of like a ragtag bunch. It's the kind of most dysfunctional, one of the most dysfunctional betrayals of the German army yep. ever committed to screen. It's funny that it's like, a bunch of 70s American badasses yeah. that are doing it, but it's that kind of disenchanted, um, very much Vietnam influence, sort of disenchanted mm. German, fall of the German Reich from the inside of the German army while it's happening. And so it's that real weird thing of like just showing people like 
stolen valor well before that term mm. had ever kind of become sort of normalized in in the discourse about you know the armed forces and i still it, whilst it doesn't like punch me out like some other peckinpah movies i love that he applied his cynicism to this mm. style of war movie. I, I I really appreciate that. And in that, I think he creates a rather unique anti-war film as yes, well. Yes. Like the, I can't remember which it was, I think Goddard said, yeah. that's like, there's no such thing as an anti-war film because yes. it's inherently exciting to capture those images. And, but Peckinpah said, hold my beer on that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I do think that because Peckinpah, he create he shoots such great action. Yes. There is an aspect to it that is exciting. Like the, it's so, it is exciting to see those action. But I think it's like in that, the attempts to make anti-war films are really interesting and they're really worthy and they are really fascinating. Yes. It's like, you know, obviously it's not come and see or like even Apocalypse Now or anything, no. but it's a very... It's a or Gallipoli very, for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Gallipoli is probably the closest that we have. It's the closest thing. Come and thing. see... Uh, and Gallipoli are probably the two closest we have to actual, genuine, full-stop anti-war movies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, th- but this is... It's a very interesting effort from Peckinpah. Um, I, I, a lot of my Peckinpah journey has been through these imprint films. Yes. Um, the Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia was one I'd seen before. Fell in love with it on that new release. Yeah. This is a Peckinpah film I will definitely be revisiting. Yes. I really, and the really gri- enjoy And the Grindhouse this. cart sounds... Mm-hmm. Can't wait to watch it. Fun. Especially because it's like an influence, a major influence on Tarantino with Inglorious Bastards. To see that grindhousey version, very curious about it. But that 4K, the 4K on this in this set, far out. This is a good looking movie, beautiful restoration. Yes, and and especially because one of the things that it does is on the front, there's that proximity mm. of war and that, that those close ups of like the battle is coming and it feels like it's further and further away, and then it's fucking on top of you. Yeah. It's like it like that's. The atmospherics of Peckinpah action and especially violence mm-hmm. and coming closer and closer and it's this unstoppable sort of like cloud of violence like coming to you. It's like a storm. Yeah. Man, he, he kind of does that better than anyone. And Absolutely. so when it's in the in the war setting, it's fucking outstanding. But man, I just... <sighs> Imprint does God's work with Peckinpah. Yeah, I think so. And with the 4K on this, it's just like 4K plus Grindhouse plus everything. I'm like, this is genuinely feels definitive. Like yeah. how can you... You can never top a release of this film than this like big big box set yeah easy is an easy recommendation for me if you like those especially if you like war movies it's not even my favorite kind of film it's not i went through a massive war phase Mm. but i feel like i'm the i'm the laser focus where is the vietnam war movie and then all its beautiful permutations and especially that kind of late 70s through to the sort of like late 80s period of vietnam war movies are kind of insane like as far as who the filmmakers were that jumped into them, all the different kinds of war movies. Mm. And this one feels like very peripheral because like there were a bunch of like World War II movies that were made in this period that are just Vietnam movies. They're just riffing on the ideas and ethos and ideology of Vietnam and like applying it back and trying to go put it through that revisionist lens. Especially because it's from a German perspective for this film. Yeah. It's very rare, very weird. Yeah. I mean, the only other one that comes to mind immediately was that Eagle Has Landed. (laughs) Eagle Has Landed. We watched it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, with with Robert Duvall in his. Michael Caine, craziest (laughs) Donald Sutherland playing a freaking IRA guy. Uh, This is probably 10 times better than that film. Much better. Um, 
um, film. Highly, I highly recommend this film. Like I said, I'm not a war movie guy. I really like this. Yeah. I can imagine if you are, you will freaking love this movie. You're going to froth it. Yeah. Great film. Um, well, I guess that's it for this episode of Imprint Companion, right? Yeah, that's it. We're going to be talking about a few more movies on the next episode. We're going to be talking Skeleton Key. Yes. We're going to be talking about William Friedkin's Bug. We're going to be talking about another film that you have seen. I've yet to watch Wind Chill. Yeah. Well, we're going to catch you on that one very soon. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find Alexi on the socials at This Is Alexi. That links off to all of his great stuff. He's great writing. He's great pods. He's great other stuff. He's got some exciting stuff coming up. I will let him talk about that soon. You are going to complete something right now. You and Cameron mm, James. Yeah. You are going to complete the Kevin... Oh, uh, sorry. Is it the second part of the Kevin Seven, Smith? Second part of the Kevin Smith trilogy of podcasts <laughs> we're going to be doing, uh, where we talk about his era and an attempt to be a mainstream comedy filmmaker from Jersey Girl to Clerks 2 to Zach and make a porno. Yeah. Underrated out. movie. I think it's a great movie. It's a great movie. And then Cop Out. Uh, and then he goes on to his third stage of his career, which is a wild trip, but it begins with that red state oh. where he makes the biggest statement that like a look modern on, filmmaker has look made. Look on the roof. It's up there. We've got a red state poster. Signed by Kevin Smith. Yeah, and also Blake, let me borrow one of the rarest items, Dogma on Blu-ray, already goes for like 300 bucks. He's just signed by Kevin <laughs> Smith. He lent me one. It's a he. He made he lent me a Cadillac for the weekend. I <laughs> did. Just like, hey, hey. Sometimes you just need to let oh your friend drive God. the caddy. You know how hard it was for me to not sell this on the black market. <laughs> yes, I do know how hard it was for you to not sell, and I appreciate you for not selling it. Oh well, you know, my pleasure. Blake, is there anything you want to point the listeners towards before we wrap it up completely? Nah, man. More imprint companion pods. There's so much going on in one heat minute productions. The great Henson Caper, mm. Ethan Warren, one hot takes. Usually with Brizzy sitting in the chair. Got a special Lexi. Episode. Yeah episode in there and um and Miami Nice killing it mm -hmm. Katie Walsh we have an incredible episode up there with uh Zach Vasquez who's just oh, I love Zach Vasquez he's in Finding Desperado <laughs> he is he wrote an article about Sydney Ling he's a first voice one of the first voices you didn't know that no I That's didn't Zach realize Vasquez. oh yeah. my god he yeah, did Zach Vasquez we're buddies oh well Zach Vasquez is on the recent one, I thought you were being um, silly, but no, you you are right. That's yeah. amazing. And um, so that's another great one. But we also, also in an upcoming episode, have an amazing American filmmaker, an African-American female filmmaker who was dubbed the Pacino Whisperer. Whoa. In her episode of Hunters that she directed for Amazon. No. So we have an amazing, we have amazing Pacino stories coming to an, a new collateral confession. Whoa, who are, can we to listen to that? <laughs> and, but she could not confirm about the Shrek phone case, but I can, so wow. that's all that matters. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Imprint, doing God's work. So Imprint, doing more stuff. we got to say before oh, we shit. The Oh, shit. Imprint Asia. Asia. They got a whole new sub-label. And it's, it's, I've got the skinny on some stuff. I can't share yet too much. All I can say is a whole nother label, mm -hmm. a massive label coming with incredible titles. We've seen some teasers and some press yeah. releases. It's, They've, I think they're told three titles that are coming out. Yeah. They've told three titles. Yeah. I won't say them yet. Just no, in case. No, <laughs> no. 
let, grab your phone. You can have a look. Let's right, look them let's up. Let's see what the thing is. I know Wandering Earth, I believe, is one of them. Or yes, Wandering Earth 2 might be the one that's coming to imprint. Let's see what else we've got. Imprint Films. Imprint Asia. We have got... Okay. Okay. They've got some big ones. Uh, the Emperor and the Assassin from 1998. Mm. Uh, Sue Harks, The Legend of Zoo. Key Kamez, The Sea is Watching. And the big one, Farewell, My Concubine. Huge movie. Huge. Huge movie. And what I hear is... Oh, wow. There's a Jackie Chan movie that I didn't even see here. Ride On, starring Jackie Chan. Lost in the Stars. Wandering Earth 2, starring Andy Lau. There is, that is just what I'm hearing is that is only scratching the surface. Yeah, crazy. It's an absolutely crazy thing. It's so exciting to be working with Imprint. I don't know how many more movies I can watch in a Wait, month. I've got no more. I've got no space. <laughs> I've got no brain space, mate. It's, it, but it, I'm, I'm fucking thrilled because yeah, physical cool. media rocks, Imprint DVD's rocks. DVD's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on Imprint Companion. We'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.